0: This is an exclusive presentation of WoWO 1190 AM and 1075 FM, Unholstered. We are back with another edition of Unholstered. Hope you're all having a fantastic weekend. I am just one of your hosts. My name is Kayla Blakesley, and I represent the media side here on Unholstered.
1: Good morning, everyone. My name is Sophia rosales Catina, and I represent the law enforcement side. I am a captain with the Fort Wayne Police Department, and welcome to our show, Unholstered. Sophia and I have
0: teamed up to bring you kind of the behind the scenes to share and tell all of the stories that don't often get told when it comes to law enforcement and usually those stories are not being told by the media which is why i am here um sophia we've been talking about this for a while we've been saying on unholstered here that we're gonna get to it we're gonna get to it (laughs) we're gonna get to it um we're finally getting to it it's just we've had a lot of other things a lot of more uh time pressing things pop up that we needed to address like last week we talked a lot about back to school um so if you missed that one you can always download any episodes of unholstered anywhere you download a podcast um but Sophia, we've been saying it. We wanted to talk about human trafficking and sex trafficking, um, not only as it pertains to back to school, but just um, how it impacts Hoosiers here in Indiana and how it impacts all of us Americans all across the country. But I kind of want to start with baby steps because something that I noticed I do during my my everyday job during my radio program on on the station that I have during the week, I always kind of interchange the term sex trafficking with human trafficking, even though back in my mind, I know they're not exactly the same thing, but yet I always use those terms interchangeably. Can you explain the difference between human trafficking and sex trafficking?
1: Yeah, certainly. They're not both the same. So human trafficking is basically the exploitation of people for Labor for, um, you know, anything you want them to do outside of the sex realm. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, we have a lot of people that come in and they're almost like indentured servants, Mm -hmm. um, what without getting pay. Um, And, uh, you know, it's a billion dollar business. Yeah. Um, and you know, it's human smuggling basically, you know, right. taking them across borders to then, um, go into these jobs of forced labor, um, depending on what they want them to do. Sex trafficking is ex- expressly what it means. You are exploiting someone for sexual uh, means. So you have, um, a lot of people we've seen a lot of, um, in the massage parlor mm-hmm. realm, um, were they coming over and they're both they're they're forced labor of of the massage part but then also there is a sexual part of that as well so they're kind of human trafficked and sexually trafficked mm-hmm. at that point but what we're seeing is just a lot more um, of this we have we have a real problem and it's it's not just here in our country it's worldwide yeah um, this is just a, a problem that we've seen and it's only growing bigger and like I said it's a billion dollar business Um, And if you don't know, I mean, look at, just look at our borders. Now we have an influx of people coming. We don't know who they are. We have a lot of unaccompanied minors and the average age, um, for sex trafficking. I'm, I'm ashamed to say is 12 years old. Wow. Um, I, and that's the average. So, you know, there's children younger than that and, and people older, but what concerns me is just the, the low age at 12. Um, and, when I, when I read this and prepared for the show, I, I was kind of taken aback myself. Um, yeah,
0: I did not know that. That's startling. It um, is.
1: It's very scary it's, because it could be any yeah. one of our children. Yeah, This isn't just relegated to those people living in poor countries that are coming across the border. These are our own kids. Um, it happens here in America. It happens with American children and parents need to be aware of what their children are doing online because that's where most of this comes where the start of this happens
0: you've, you've you've touched on a lot already you've talked about our kiddos online being aware of our kiddos you mentioned the border you you mentioned it's not only happening here in america and across the nation i let's just kind of pair some of this back because there's obviously a lot of ground <laughs> to cover um, let's just start here fort wayne indiana just the hoosier state in general um do sex trafficking, human trafficking cases come across your desk or um, other department desks in the state often?
1: Um, it, in terms of how many calls or how many cases we work per year compared in comparison to everything else, I wouldn't say it was often, but it does happen. Yeah. Um, we've we've had cases. We have an actual person that works with an FBI task force on this very issue. And is that their sole issue that they do? That's their sole issue, and they they work with the FBI with this because um, you have to partner and because this is it's so widespread and it's so hard to kind of get into that kind of world that you have to work together and different departments utilize each other and in information with each other because it's so quickly they move from place to place. Mm-hmm. Um, So you really need that large tentacle of law enforcement out there to kind of making sure you're hitting all the spots that are going. And it's a it's a really challenging case to put together because the victims don't see themselves as victims. They have been groomed and they have been told that this is a family and we love you. And for a lot of these, a lot of these, especially kids that they're getting from online means, they don't come from families that care. So now I finally have someone that cares. And yeah, they don't see what they're doing as an exploitation of themselves. They're they're seeing what they're doing as, this is allowing me to have a connection with someone who cares about me, when in all reality, they don't care about them at all. They care about what money they Mm -hmm. they bring in. Mm -hmm. And it's just hard to get into a mind of someone who is so traumatized with everything and has this complete altered view of reality. It's just hard to get them to come forward and saying yes you know, I was a victim. And and yes, so, so when you find these victims, a lot of time they're uncooperative.
0: Wasn't there a story that just made headlines not too long ago. It was at a Mavericks game or or something that a young girl was grabbed there.
1: Yes, um, she was, she was grabbed from the game. When she went to the bathroom, she excused herself from her father. She was with her, with her dad. She went to the bathrooms. They surveillance footage shows that she started talking to some man, Mm -hmm that was in the hallway by the bathroom, and they just took her.
0: Jeez, um, Um, that's
1: horrifying. It it is, Um, and uh, she was found, I think a couple weeks later, but she was found in like Oklahoma or something like that, and she was being sex trafficked. There was, from what I read from the reports, there was no um, prior knowledge of each other before that game. He just started talking to her, and then he ended up taking her from that game.
0: So he's probably posting up there near the women's bathroom, just yeah. waiting for
1: an unaccompanied child
0: yeah. and to pounce. And
1: kids are innocent; they just think people are, are, you know. I think back of my own kids, you know, and and I know a lot of parents can share this same kind of um, sentiment with me. Is like I, you know, I'm monitoring my kids. Is you know, Instagram and, and Snapchat and I'm like, how do you have eighteen hundred friends? Yeah. You don't know eighteen hundred people. So our kids just allow whomever to just friend them and they have no idea who these people are. No idea. Or people are posing as kids. A lot of these people pose as kids. They get into these kind of chat rooms on these games on like i think um, playstation and all those they have like interactive internet gaming that you can play with several people well i've heard of stories of people posing as kids in these games they gain your kids trust and then your kids start telling them more and more and more about their lives and about what they do where they live where they go to school and your child doesn't have to give them your address you can tell them what school what sport you play what what do you look what you might look like you know hey you got brown hair you got brown eyes and they can go to a yearbook
0: have, yeah and they have profile pictures too posted yes and they
1: can go to a yearbook for that school yeah. or find something online um of the school cross-country team he said he played on he, he ran yeah. for cross-country for you know such and such school and now I can figure out who you are and how easy it is this day and age to find out where people live
0: do human trafficking, sex trafficking um, cases pop up more during the school year? I just asked that because we are back to school. Most of our kids are already back to school here, at least in Fort Wayne, Indiana, um, within Allen County. Or do they pop up more perhaps in summer months? Is
1: there a correlation? I don't think there's a real correlation that anybody's ever kind of pointed out. But I would, and just in thinking of this as you pose this question to me, I would think that the summertime would be a little bit more. Yeah. Um, because kids are given a lot more freedom in the summer because they don't have school to go to. But during school time, they're pretty regimented. yeah um, they've got school, they've got activities, they've got things going on. But in the summertime, <clears throat> those things are not going on. So now Mom and Dad are at work, and I'm at home alone, so I'm in a board, I'm gonna get on my game. I'll get in these chat rooms. Oh, I'll get on Instagram and we'll do chats with people, and that then that's how this starts. but they but they groom special children, p- kid neglected kids, um, kids with low self-esteem, low self-worth, uh, and you know, and it's, And I'm not going to, I'm going to sit here and tell you, this is not a socioeconomic thing because kids can be neglected at any income level. Mm -hmm. Just because you make a lot of money doesn't mean that you're a good parent. And just because you don't make a lot of money means you're a bad parent. Um, This, this runs the spectrum of everything here. And people know who to exploit and they know how to exploit. And we have to protect our kids. We have to do it. That's our job as parents.
0: How can parents go about educating their kids, teaching their kids, A, without scaring them? Because yeah. you also don't want your kid to walk around in fear every day. And also, but at the same time, getting your kid to take you seriously and not being, oh, mom, oh, dad, you're... you're- crazy. I'm, I'm careful. You know what I mean? Yeah. How do you really tap into educating your kiddos?
1: I think it just comes with talking and having those good relationships with your kids. Um, well, I don't mean to scare my kids, but we do talk about relevant topics. Like I talked to them about when this happened, this, when this girl was taken about how easily that can happen. And especially, you know, I always have these conversations with my daughter cause it seems to be more prevalent that girls are taken. Yeah. Although it can happen to boys, I'm not saying it doesn't, but it seems more prevalent that it's girls that are taken You know, I have these conversations all the time about, you know, who you're with, why it matters who you're with, Um, because in an instant things can happen. And because you're not that type of person doesn't mean the person you're with isn't that type of person. Um, So it matters who you hang out with matters who your friends are matters where you're hanging out. Um, And just to be aware, I I mean, I don't mean to scare my kids, but they do need to be aware that bad things can happen. Mm -hmm. And I think sheltering kids from that is is detrimental Mm -hmm. um, as well as telling them too much. Right. We have to find you that balance. Find a happy medium. Yeah. And I think just having that open dialogue where your kids can come to you and have those conversations and know that you're a safe place. Yeah, I told my daughter, yeah, I might get upset both what you say, but I always want you to come and talk to me. I'm not gonna be happy with a lot of your decisions, but <laughs> but they're your decisions to make and yeah. you know, there's consequences to those decisions. So just know that I'm available for consultation and I'm gonna butt in because that's my job as a mom. Mm-hmm. I'm not your friend, I'm your parent. Um, and we can be friends later yeah. when you move out of the house. But right now I'm your mom. Yeah. And I just think have, being willing to have those conversations with your kids and knowing, I think for them, knowing that you even care is a big step.
0: Speaking of care, help me out with this because I went to the southern border about two years ago. And that's when I felt like I got highly educated very quickly yeah. um, on the, I'm going to call it sex trafficking, human trafficking, drug trafficking money laundering epidemic that is right at our southern border um, It's horrifying how it kind of all plays out and all the details into that sex trafficking uh, specifically in um, the human trafficking. But to me, Sophia, I genuinely I walked away from that trip and I just felt like nobody cares. I, and I also go take it to, you know, um, Jeffrey Epstein. And Ghislaine Maxwell, she got, what, 20 years yeah. not even being investigated by the DOJ or anything? And we still
1: haven't seen the list. We
0: still have not seen this list at all. Uh, where is the list, for yeah. Pete's sake? Yeah. Um, I, I can't figure it out because I feel like I, I want to scream from the rooftops about what kind of an issue this really is, especially because we're talking about primarily our kiddos. Yeah. Why is it not? Is there something in that world, in the legal world, in the law enforcement world, am I missing something Uh. Of, of why there seems to be a lack of care
1: it's not a lack of care on law enforcement side that's for sure yeah i mean i think there's nobody in my line of work that i know that doesn't want to see that right. list but
0: you would think but both sides you would think both sides could come to the table and agree we want to see the list we want to do something about it we want to solve this problem
1: well do we really do people really want to solve this problem probably or they not, just it's want it money to maker. continue yeah um so they can continue doing what they're doing yeah um i'm you, we all know that this is a list of heavy hitters. Mm-hmm. That's why it hasn't been exposed. I mean, I'll say that. Yeah, I know that the client
0: list. Yes, yeah, the client list. I get, that. I get list. that in terms um, of why that's but, probably not been released. But think of
1: the power that yeah. that holds. You know. But I mean, even on
0: a scale of of along the southern border, and just in terms of human trafficking, sex trafficking.
1: I like, think people in the communities really care, but what how what do they do? I mean, they're screaming at their government officials, and the, even. And I'll get into the Democrat Republican thing here because it's pertinent. But even the Democrat Congressmen and women of of that area in Texas um, They're are screaming. Screaming, They're screaming yeah.
0: The, I talked
1: the, to the, them. Yeah. The the governments of the small town mayors and you know my mom's from Del Rio, Texas, so I know that area very well. Mm-hmm. Um, we visited there all the time. Um, I have family that was Border Patrol, um, so this these these cities are being overrun overrun and they just have no more resources for the people coming across the border but for their own people who are American citizens yeah. here and they, you know so they started they started busing them to to areas and they're getting like a couple thousand people and they're feeling overwhelmed what do you think what do you think 200 in Texas? 400 yeah. six hundred thousand people along this border um, these border states well, how do you think they feel so I, I think we really have to take a hard look mm-hmm. and you know we got have elections coming up and elections have consequences. So I, I, th- I hope that whoever maintains whatever majority that they have, that we really start taking a hard look at these issues because they matter. They matter to our safety of our own citizens, our children, and to these poor children and people coming across the border, because half of them might not even want to come, right? but they're coming because they're forced to come. Sure. But this this taps every area. I mean, you can see that when we when they do stings, you can see who's arrested. I mean, it's teachers, it's cops, it's firemen, it's politicians, it's clergy. It's everyone, and it's not just elite. Now, are they able... They're the ones that are are able to fly to the private island and do this, but there's... You know, they say that one of the biggest um, days for this trafficking comes on Super Bowl Sunday. Yeah, yeah. Um, in the areas that the Super Bowls is occurring, in the area that the NBA playoffs are occurring, in the World Series are Lots occurring, of all, events, all yeah. of these sporting events, they just there's an influx of people coming for sexual activity and to be in for exploitation of children. Um, it's just. I don't understand it myself, yeah. I, but there is a demand, much like the drug demand, right? Mm-hmm. There, I. But I do believe, I've heard reports, that tr- sex trafficking has overtaken the drug no money. No
0: kidding, I've not heard um,
1: As of late, just because there's such an influx of it going on throughout the world, um, that they're making just as much money in sexual <sighs> trafficking, and it's a lot easier than the drugs.
0: So when a... When you do arrest someone for human trafficking or sex trafficking, what usually happens to them in that scenario?
1: So those are, um, most of the time, depending on what has occurred, there, there, those are going to be federal charges. So that's why we do work with the with FBI. The okay. Yeah, because a lot of times the, that um, crossing state lines, that occurs way more often than, than you'd know. Um, and they travel. They travel to different states, and they do so very quickly. There's this whole, like craigslist all these kinds of like little ad places that they have their own secret languages of where they'll be what they're doing um and you really have to infiltrate that and, and you know it but as soon as you find one then they're popping up somewhere else so it's just it's a constant you know cat and mouse game um but you know we do what we can with the resources that we have
0: are they usually prosecuted
1: a lot of times they're not because the victims are so unwilling to cooperate and, that's kind and of where we I was really gonna need them this. for that but they're s- A lot of times these, these children and these women are just so groomed. So brainwashed. Yeah. It's just Stockholm syndrome, you know? Yeah. And they just don't feel like they've done that. That person has done anything wrong, That they were a willing participant. Um, I don't want people to look at these victims when they don't want to cooperate as someone of that's complicit and you wanted to do this, because a lot of times these victims are, are afraid to come forward. Um, they, they may have been forced or coerced into this. They may have family that someone's saying, I'm going to hurt your family if you say anything. A lot of times these, these traffickers hold their documents, so they don't have any of their IDs or their passports or anything like that until they're done doing what they're doing. And hmm. so they're just afraid of, of retribution, from these, um, or not retribution, retaliation from these people that that are that have been doing these things to them. So I, I, I just want to take that the any kind of blame off a victim in these kind of situations because a lot of times you don't know how long they've been there, even as children, and what they've been told or what what they're hanging over their heads. Really
0: good point, Sophia. I'm glad you brought that up. Um, so not only are you beating your head trying to get people to care about this issue, yeah. but then when you finally are able to do something about it, then you kind of run into this scenario.
1: Yeah, it's really hard. That's why yeah. the RICO laws come into effect, you know, tax tax mm-hmm. laws. that yeah. They really help then um, with charging because, you know, they're not paying taxes on this money that they're bringing in, and those, you know, those RICO laws come in as well.
0: And that's usually how you nab them then for... Yeah,
1: usually that's what ends up happening. Um, but sometimes you do get a victim-willing... Um, to cooperate it's, it happens mm-hmm. um, and I think that's a good day um, and I, I just I just can't imagine being in that kind of world and, and having that kind of mindset and and it's just it it saddens me that this goes on in our world um, that we can ex- that people have the ability to exploit people the way they do um, for in that in that manner especially children
0: are you able to speak to the recovery process for someone who was human trafficked or sex trafficked? I don't know, again, if you've obviously dealt with any in your career, in your time with the Fort Wayne Police Department, or followed up on any stories from some of these women or children, but can you talk a little bit about that recovery process once maybe you do get them and you are able to help and give them some guidance?
1: Yeah, so that's a long recovery road, like any severe repeated trauma, um, especially sex, sex trauma like that, because... You know, the, the, you're talking. If we're talking about children, even teenagers, young adults, um, it's a it's a long recovery process. It can be done. There, there's a lot of people that have have made a recovery, but again, it's one of those things that's it's so individualized because it's it's what kind of treatment are they getting? And it's available. There's their treatment. There's counseling, all that stuff. But it's a hard thing to beat. Yeah. You know, much like a drug addiction, this is this is something that you just feel. Um, A lot of these kids already felt unworthy. That's why they are in the positions that they were. That's why they went looking for connection Mm -hmm. um, from someone who was more than willing to give it to them for a cost.
0: Online in those video chat rooms or whatever. Yeah. Yeah.
1: They're just looking for someone to care. And there's a lot of people that will pretend to care. That's why it's so important to have that relationship with your kids. Try. You know, a lot of times it's hard, especially at the teenage years when they don't want to talk to you and they don't want to hang out with you. Which, for full
0: disclosure, your kids are teenagers. My kids are teenagers,
1: yeah. I'm a little different situation um, than most people. My kids I have a good relationship because they were looking for that connection Mm -hmm. when when I adopted them. So I feel like we have a really good relationship that probably isn't normal. Mm -hmm. But I do try to facilitate that and give them what they need um, and be a listening ear when they need it. And I think that's all we can do as parents It's just, you know, we got to kind of ride out the teenage years. I mean, I was a teenager. <laughs> uh, I still remember. Um, so I, I think but I think being involved, just being interested without. And sometimes it's hard not to be the badgering mom. Right. But sometimes kids need that. I'm curious
0: because you mentioned sporting events. You specifically mentioned the Super Bowl and how the sex trafficking, human trafficking kind of ticks up around these sporting events. But we had the Super Bowl not too long ago in Indianapolis here in Indiana. And I don't even know if you can answer this question, but was the Fort Wayne Police Department or other departments recruited to come down kind of for security or surveillance or anything like that because of the uptick in human trafficking and sex trafficking?
1: I don't know. Um, I I don't know what our task force did. We have a few people on that task force. We have one person that's dedicated solely to them, and then we have other detectives that help when needed on certain cases. So I don't know what they were tasked with at that point um, regarding the Super Bowl that happened in Indy.
0: Sophia, as we kind of come up on the end of Unholstered here, can you just kind of throw us out Maybe some tips on how, I don't know, how our kiddos or how just anybody can avoid sex trafficking, human trafficking, you know, especially when it comes to online. Because, like, you've talked about a lot how our kiddos are really kind of being sought via these online platforms.
1: Yeah, sure. As parents, I just want every parent to be involved. You should be looking at your child's cell phones occasionally, spot checking when you can. Um, There's no foul in that. That's your phone. If you're paying for that phone, that's your Mm -hmm. phone. So I want you to just take solace in that, that you're not...
0: Can I throw something out in there, too? I can't remember the gentleman's name. You brought him on from your digital department. He talked a lot about your digital footprint. Detective Helmsing. Detective Helmsing and how it can impact your future way far and beyond. Mm -hmm. But something he said, and I've carried this with me. My daughter is only two, um, but I'm going to carry it with me. He talked about this exact thing with your cell phones and your kiddos' cell phones and periodically checking uh, checking on them. And he had such a great suggestion. He said, you know, when you go to Verizon or AT&T, you get a contract for that phone. Yes. He said he creates a contract for his kiddos. He makes them sign them, uh, sign those contracts. Yeah. And if you breach those contracts, he takes that cell phone away. But one of the things he said in that contract is, you know, spot checks from mom and dad, um, yeah. certain apps that you can and cannot have. We have passwords to all of your apps, mm-hmm. um, and 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 I thought that was. I was like, I love this idea. My kid is totally having a contract with yeah. mom and dad for herself. Yeah,
1: because what, what's our job as parents? To prepare them for real world. Right. And they're going to have to sign contracts. They're going to have to have people sometimes spot checking their work at work, making sure they're doing what they're supposed to be doing, making sure they're on the up and up. So this, we're, I'm just preparing my kids. I do the same thing. Mine's a verbal contract, not a written one. Um, but I am we, writing
0: it down yeah. in
1: big, bold but letters. We, but we go over those things with my children. I yeah. do it often and remind them, hey, look, my phone my yeah. phone for my con my convenience not your entertainment yeah. right so just you know don't sh- don't let your kids share personal information like where they live yeah. who they are names like that um, set their profiles to private and then figure out who they're allowing to have access to them and what they're doing because um, a lot of times these kids just accept anyone and it could be anyone I'm guilty I do you, that yeah, yeah you don't you don't know I mean I went through and cleaned up my my role i only have people i have relationships with now how so many
0: friends you got now on there sophia uh
1: 835 <laughs> oh on nice. facebook that that's a it girl that yeah and girl. i know i have a personal connection to each one wow so yes You're yeah pa- so I have yeah like five <laughs> well a lot of that's high school you know fair enough in <laughs> college enough. um but don't accept those friend requests for people you don't know don't share photos um that you wouldn't be comfortable with your parents seeing Oh, that's good. Um, or that's if, good. If if you as a parent would be uncomfortable of what your kids are showing, then have them take it off. Yeah. Um. I've I've sent messages to to my friends when I see their kids posting. You know, a lot of times it's girls and their bikini shots, mm-hmm. and I'll send it. I'm like, hey, did you know your daughter posted this? Yeah. Um. And she's like, yeah, but I'm gonna have her take it down. I'm like, yeah, I said you I would. love it. She looks beautiful. I said, but not appropriate yeah. for the min- amount of people that she has seeing it. Um, if you plan to meet someone online, and this goes for a lot of these dating apps, you know, make sure it's in a public setting and make sure that your friends know where you are. Put that location finder on your phone. Turn it on. Share it with a friend um, so they know where you are. Um, and always do it in a public place. You never know who you're meeting. A lot of people pretend to be someone they're not until you meet them. So just a lot of catfishing going on. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. just be aware of that. Um, and, you know, if if a job offer or if something seems too good to be true, probably it probably is. is. You know, um, I let my daughter go down with some friends when we were in Indy to the mall. And and she said this guy from this kiosk came up and told her how beautiful she was. And she wanted her phone number or he wanted her phone number. And I'm like, yeah, I hope you ran away. And do we need to go back in the mall so mom can have a talk with yeah, how inappropriate really. that is? And she's like, no, mom, I told him and I told him you were a cop. So I'm like, OK, <laughs> my <laughs> you mom's know, a cop. Yeah, I told him I'm not giving you my phone number. And she walked away and it's like okay, my mom's a police her. officer, you know, stop. You know, don't ask me that. Yeah, um, so her. yeah, so you know, you got, but you got to be willing to have that conversation and tell your kids it's okay to tell people that it's yeah. not being rude, it's setting your boundaries. Yes. Um, um, and then just if something feels wrong about a conversation where ha- you're having with someone online, stop it. Yeah. Block them. You don't have to continue the conversation. It's okay to be rude. And I wouldn't even or call that you rude. It,
0: or as you put it, would, setting your boundaries. I would
1: say it was setting a boundary. i um, hold on to that one too. Yeah. So it's it's okay. Um. You don't know them. It's okay to stop the conversation. Yeah, you don't owe them anything. You're not going to hurt their feelings.
0: We are out of time, as always. We always run out of time on this show. Uh, Really thought provoking stuff this afternoon. I didn't really want to think about Sophia I um, know but we have to we because have this to. is the
1: world we live in
0: especially I'm the mom I'm, the I'm a mom yeah. my daughter's two years old yes. uh, this is the world we live in and that is reality so I appreciate you doing all of your homework on that one uh, for us as always if there's any topics you specifically want to hear Sophia and I talk about you can text us 46862 just make sure you put unholstered in your comments so I know that you're talking to us your town your team your topics this is unholstered Thanks for listening to Unholstered. Be sure to subscribe to us on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you listen. And remember, you can listen every Saturday morning at 1030 on WoWo 1190 and 1075 FM.
1: Podcasts by Federated Media.